All right, bradcooney.com. Would like to welcome in the Honorable Congressman Greg Harper. Mr. Harper, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Brad, always great to be with you, and I, I don't know if I've ever been this excited to be on the phone. Uh, <laughs> my goodness, what a, what a great time for America. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was one of those fourth down, uh, 40 yards to, 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 for a first down, and then two seconds left on the clock, and then the quarterback just, just threw that Hail Mary and, and, and got the reception, scored the touchdown, and looks like things are going to be better. You know, look, having a Republican president after enduring these last eight years with President Obama and all his executive overreach and all of the things that have weakened us around the globe and made us, made us look like we weren't serious, we had no respect from our enemies, and it just, you know, it's just been, this is such a game changer. This, had Hillary been elected, it would have been four more years of the same or worse. And now it really is a, a, a new day. We have a tremendous opportunity and responsibility as we go forward. And I just, I cannot wait to start uh, uh, the next term. It's going to be just wonderful. Right. The Republicans will have, of course, the Oval Office. Uh, the House, the Senate, um, President-elect Trump said he'll he'll reverse some of these crazy executive orders that President Obama rammed through, uh, especially with Obamacare and and some other some other things. Um, it's pretty exciting. I hope I hope he comes through with all that. Um, just give me your thoughts real quick. When when I'm sure you were like every, all the other Americans watching this thing unfold. When were you feeling like, wow, this this could happen? I, you know, as we saw the, the numbers, you know, come in on election night, uh, you know, you, you have your hopes up, and but then you see, oh my gosh, he just won Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? And and uh, so as you had, you know, Florida and Ohio and Wisconsin, and you knew you were just incredibly close, and things were, were breaking his way. Uh, I, I just couldn't let myself believe it until it was official. But, but you know, your hopes built up during the course of the evening, uh, and I just couldn't be more proud uh, of, of our country and, and certainly President-elect Trump and the opportunity he's going to give us to correct and, and right some of the wrongs we've dealt with these last eight years. Absolutely. Okay, so as you mentioned a minute ago, he, he, he won Wisconsin. I believe he won Michigan. He won Pennsylvania, which hasn't happened in, in, in a long time also. Um, do you feel winning the Rust Belt like that, do you feel that was a more of a rebuke of, of just an awful candidate in Hillary Clinton, or was it more of a determining rising Republican surge? You know, I, I, I think it may be a combination. I think you could, could argue both uh, to mm -hmm. a certain extent. Uh, I, I believe it was more of a repudiation of Obama's policies mm. and Hillary's expected Obama-like policies that would have come that uh, that, that really sent the, the message that we've this is not who America wants to be, and thank goodness people turned out. But I, I really believe at the heart of this, Brad, this was, to me, this was... God answering the prayers of his people. Mm. And and I saw it 
like I've never seen it in churches and friends that I know, and I'm sure you did too, people that they, they made this a serious matter of prayer and trusting God that, that he would deliver this. And we, you know, we certainly prayed for victory. Uh, certain, you know, you pray for God's will, but you, you, you pray that God's will does mean victory uh, for Trump and, uh, and for what it means for our country. You know, that this next president, the president-elect Trump, uh, will appoint you know, about 4,000 federal positions from cabinet members to uh, heads of agencies and undersecretaries and all of these key things that affect our day-to-day lives. And it's estimated that he'll appoint approximately 300 federal judiciary positions over the next four years, one of which, for sure, will be a Supreme Court justice. Yes. Possibly more, but today we know the control of the court rests with that first appointment to the Supreme Court. And these are things, particularly, you know, as we stand up for the life of the unborn child, the, the contrast between uh, Trump and Clinton couldn't have been any more clear, as you saw in that third debate, right. where he, he pretty much just hammered her, and she's still there was standing up for late-term partial birth abortions. And uh, this is this is a, a incredible time, and I believe this election will save the lives of hundreds of thousands of babies that might otherwise have been aborted. And so, I, I cannot, I just cannot say how important that is. I think to, to all of us. You know who's looking down, smiling right now, Justice Scalia. You know he's probably. Uh, I, I hope Lord let him look down and, and see that, knowing that. Uh, you know, that was going to be okay. Cause, yeah. You know, he's, he's one of the greatest we've ever had, and that loss has just yeah. hurt so much to, to lose him. But this list of 11 that um, he submitted many months ago yep. uh, are just all quality. I mean, you could really put a blindfold over and reach into a, you know, a, a, and pull one name out. And you're be fine. A good one. And yeah. uh, I, that's going to be a change. But just think Think about it. if Trump was elected and served two terms, and Clinton served two terms. In 16 years, you could completely overhaul the disasters that we've had, mm. and and set the course for the country and the and the courts for the rest of our lives. Certainly, all the rest of the lives of our children and even grandchildren. Uh, this is this really has been an election about America's future. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we mentioned the Supreme Court pick, which is Merrick Garland probably had the same face expression as Chris Matthews and some of the other ones over on CNN when these when these numbers came in. Um, <laughs> um, so he's out out of the question. Um, so we mentioned a minute ago about the Republicans having control of the House, the Senate, of course the White House. So what do you think will be, the President-elect Trump mentioned some things he'll do in the first hundred days. Um, what are some things you think will be the first things? Will, will it be the Obamacare repeal? Will it be some of the reversals of, of President Obama's executive orders? Where, where do you see that all coming out? You know, even before that, uh, you know, we talk about you know certainly uh, you know the branches of, of government that we have, mm-hmm. and the fact that the Republicans control the legislative branch and the White House. Mm-hmm. Executive 
attorney general and the CIA director, that, you know, who's going to be there, Secretary of Commerce, Secretary of Defense, Energy, uh, you know, Department of Justice, who's going to be that attorney general? You know, these are all issues um, that, that will set the course for how effective this administration is going to be. And we're hearing a lot of names uh, that, are, that are quality names that will be under consideration for so many of these agencies. So with that and that ability to, to just think of how we've been impacted, Department of Labor, for instance, on their overtime rules, really crippled some businesses. Oh, yeah, big time. Lots of places. And, you know, we'll uh, we'll be able to move into some of, of that. Uh, think about what they've done to just completely shut us down in the energy sector. Whether yeah. it was the coal, the coal miners. Uh, you know, the coal, I mean, think about tens of thousands. Yeah. More than that, of, of, of people in the coal industry out of work, it's wrecked families. It's been horrible for the economies in so many states. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing we approve Keystone XL pipeline. Yeah. So all of these things that are that are out there are going to be very important. Uh, obviously, Obamacare is is collapsing under its own weight. Uh, you're going to have to come up with something to repeal it and replace it. You know, there may be a transition time in there, Brad, because you've got people that are covered. You just can't yeah, sure. say they're not covered. It may take you know a few months to, to get that to where it works. But there, there's so many things in that area that we can look at. You look at the CFPB, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, created under Dodd-Frank. That has been a, a just a killer for our community banks, for uh, people that need help the most, they're, they're restricted. And this is an agency that is, is pretty much, uh, if unchecked, if they continued on their path, would have been one of the worst agencies ever. Now we've got a chance uh, to, to cut that back some. I, I, I think I might have heard the folks in West Virginia and some of those coal mining states celebrating all the way down here in Mississippi. Man, you know, this is, <laughs> this is and they've got some great members in the House in those states, yeah. and this is something serious for them and, and really all of us. So yep. we'll see what happens. Um, I just I can't tell you how excited I am to get a chance to serve with the Republican president. And let's not forget that Mike Pence is one of the finest. Oh, man. You know, Congressman Harper, you told me a year and a half ago, maybe, when I asked you who do you think would be a good presidential candidate for the next election, and the first name you mentioned was was Mike Pence's name. Well, and Mike is, uh, you know, my first four years in the House were Mike's last four Mm -hmm. years were in a Bible study group together, and uh, and being from Mississippi, you know, I I think uh, most people in in, in rural areas uh, uh, get this. First few months when I was um, uh, in Congress in '09, and I'm thinking, okay, did I? Man, I, I think I voted the way I was supposed. <laughs> did I vote right on that? Well, Mike Pence was my bell cow. Yeah, I'd look up on the board if I voted the same as Mike Pence. You knew you were good. I, knew I was okay, and and I wasn't the only one that did that. We yeah. a lot of us looked at Mike as somebody that we knew would always keep us on the right path, that would never walk us off a cliff, and people trust Mike. Um, He's a godly man. Yes, sir. Okay, two more things and we'll let you go. I know you pressed for time. You mentioned a minute ago cabinet positions. And a lot of people that knew you were coming on my show tonight wanted me to get you to play yeah. around some names. So um, 
I'm thinking these, of course, I don't know. I'm just thinking some good ones would be maybe uh, Rudy Giuliani, maybe for Attorney General. Um, okay, well, let's, let's talk about Attorney General okay. for a minute. Um, you've got a lot of possibilities of people that we know are close uh, with Trump. Uh, that would include Governor Chris Christie, Rudy Giuliani, even Senator Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions, absolutely. Would be discussed in that role. Uh, so there, there are a number, and there are others, of course, but those three sure. would, would probably come to mind. You know, my my personal favorite in that would probably be Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, me too. What about what about uh, Secretary of State? Would Newt Gingrich got a shot there? Yeah, you know, we're uh, obviously a lot of this is, is speculation sure, sure. right now on where that might go. Uh, we're hearing a certain Newt's name. Uh, Bob Corker, senator from Tennessee, yes. who's from Chattanooga, who's top notch. He was vetted as VP, wasn't he? Uh, he was, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's really one of the smartest people I've mm-hmm. run across. Great, great temperament. Uh, would be able to handle the negotiation part a lot and and be a good face. And another interesting name that would be a superb choice is John Bolton. Oh yeah. So you think of those. Uh, he's the amb- He was a former ambassador, right? The. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I love Newt Gingrich. I'm just not sure that... <laughs> He's got a lot of miles on. That's a tough job, man. Get a little, get a little feisty <laughs> in some of those foreign countries, and I wondered, okay, yeah. is that going to be the right, uh, right <laughs> approach for Trump in that deal? Yeah. But, uh, but Trump trusts Newt, uh, and, I, and I think he may have an opportunity to serve in some capacity. Would that be Secretary of State or not? I'd say out of those three I mentioned, I'd probably say John Bolton would be a phenomenal pick. Okay, two more. What about, first of all, before I go any further, I think America owes a debt of gratitude to Kellyanne Conway. I thought she did a fantastic job. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay, what, what about, I'm hearing maybe Rance Priebus for Chief of Staff, and also I've also heard, you know, the knee-jerk reaction to Ben Carson would be Surgeon General, but I heard maybe Secretary of Education? Yeah, me too. It's, it's kind of uh, uh, there. I'm, I'm hearing uh, Ben Carson, Secretary of Health and Human Services. And I can't go wrong there. He would he would be a, a, a great pick for that because of all the stuff that HHS uh, has to cover, uh, which would include CMS, Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services. You need a physician in that role who understands it, and uh, boy, I'd like to have him in that that position. What about Secretary of Defense? General Flynn's name is coming up. Uh, we're, we're hearing a number of, uh, of names. Uh, certainly Mike Flynn. I've heard Stephen Hadley. Mm. i heard Jeff Sessions. i heard Senator Jim Talent, former senator from Missouri. Uh, and, uh, and Duncan Hunter uh, mm. from San Diego, California. Yeah. He's a House member now. Uh, Duncan is on armed services and was an early Trump supporter. So so there are you know, there's a connection there. And Duncan and I came in the same class together and uh, and he would be uh, he'd be one to look at. Okay, so last thing I got well two more things. Of course I want to get your thoughts and congratulate you on your win in Mississippi, by the way. I appreciate it. Thank you. And and, and uh, it's hard to believe you know, that I've served 
a little less than eight years, as you know, Brad. Yeah. Uh, and Tuesday was my 11th time on the ballot. So it goes, <laughs> by, it goes wow. by fast. And, you know, if it's a Tuesday, I figure I'm supposed to be on the ballot. But yeah. mention one other before you, you go to your, your sure. finals. So, yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, tomorrow's Veterans Day. Yep. Uh, I've had Veterans Day events just about, uh, you know, Last week and this week, almost every day, I've had some veteran today, you know, related speech. I did one today in Borden. I go to Brookhaven in the morning. Oh. And, and they're, these things are, are just uh, so important. And uh, Jeff Miller, a congressman from Florida, he's got the panhandle mm-hmm. area, is did not run for re-election. But he's been the chairman of the Veterans Committee in the House for the last six years. Uh, he is highly expected to be the next Secretary of Veterans Affairs. Oh, that's great. And uh, Jeff and I are, are, are in a Wednesday morning Bible study group together. I would say what it would mean for the veterans. He's been all over this country fighting some fights that he, he shouldn't have to fight. And we sure need him. If he could move into Secretary of Veterans Affairs, it would be a game changer, I believe, for our for men and women. We sure, we sure as heck need him. You know, I'm a veteran. You know, my nephew spilled blood in Afghanistan, um, U.S. Marines. So we sure need him. So well, he'd be top notch, and uh, so we're we're pulling for Jeff Miller uh, to get that position, and, and hope that happens too. Okay, last thing, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the the foreign leaders are tripping over one another to, to congratulate President-elect Trump. Um, I saw the video with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. You can just read his body language, how relieved he is. He, he was just giddy, almost. President Putin from, from Russia was immediately um, sending, you know, a, a, hell, a press conference. This is big for foreign leaders, too. This is, this, this is huge. Oh, it, it is. And look, what is the one thing that has happened during these last eight years? We're the laughing stock in the world. Right. Iranian deal too. I mean, that's well. What he can do? I mean, he can't walk back the money that's already. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. Been there, but uh, they're not our friends. They're not ever going to be our friends. Exactly. They're the world's largest exporter of terrorism. Exactly. And we're, uh, you know, there's so many things going on, and it, and it is a complicated picture in the Middle 
it's going to take people that really can work through this. So when you look at the Sunnis and the Shia, uh, the fights that are that are there, you know, it's uh, some of these areas are they're no good players. Right. And and we've got to make sure that we're we're on top of that. But but I, I really do believe, yeah, Russia is Russia, and 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 they're they're not like us. Right. But it's better to get along with them. There's, there's not been a, a good relationship with Obama, right? Uh, with 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 Putin, and I, I think you look at their their backgrounds and Putin. You know, Putin's not to be. You know, you don't take him lightly. Exactly. Uh, and and you certainly won't take Trump lightly. And I think they'll have a relationship uh, that will allow them to, to to coexist and and still be in a peaceful relationship. And I'm I'm optimistic that. Trump's going to build the military back up, yes. ship count back up. Uh, he's he's going to be all business. And hey, and maybe just maybe next year we can do one of those things. What's it called? Oh yeah, budget. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I've read about him, Brad. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a legend. There's a legend. I think they call it a budget. I know. Let's actually <laughs> pass a budget next year, and where people can have predictability, yeah. and let's start bending the spending curve and, and move towards let's get a move towards a balanced budget. You know, sure. we can do it, and, and I think we'll have the people in place that we can start trimming some stuff. There's a lot of things that we spend money on uh, that are kind of built in, but you can't get rid of them unless everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very optimistic that we'll have, for instance, Paul Ryan, who is probably the number one budget and spending guru up there. He gets it. I like Paul Ryan. That we'll come up with something uh, that allows us to move towards a, a I hope, I hope Paul Ryan keeps the speakership. I like him. I think he's doing a great I, job. Look, I look, there's no doubt. Uh, and you saw, you know, that, that you know, that's good. Trump and Ryan have had yeah. lunch. They visited, and with Trump winning, he and he and Paul Ryan are going to be great yep. friends. Well, uh, <laughs> last thing I got. Good, um, good for our country. So absolutely. Let's just talk real quick about Mississippi, real quick. Um, yeah. You, you. I looked at the numbers. You got close to seventy percent. You just did really, really well here. Of the vote went to you. Um, just, just talk to the Mississippians for a second. What you, what you got in mind? Well, we are. There are a lot of things that are very important. We've got some telehealth legislation that is good for for Mississippi because University of Mississippi Medical Center has been the leading. Uh, institution in the country for a dozen plus years on telehealth. We've got some bills that I'm working on that are very, very important uh, that will allow actually that innovation to be paid for. And in and, and that right now, you'd have great technology and innovation, but if the system doesn't allow a doctor or provider to be reimbursed, it doesn't do them any good. Right. You know? So for rural state, I think that's something that's going to be helpful. Uh, we're going to obviously continue to work to uh, make sure that our military bases have a prominent role in the state. And and keep in mind, too, we've got some great success stories in Mississippi. Uh, we want to you know make sure people are aware of those and uh, promote our state. You know, it's a great place to do business. And we're, we're blessed with a you know, great governor, lieutenant governor, speaker here in the state of Mississippi uh, that are trying to do the right thing for, for our state. Uh, and one of, those, hey, one of those great gems, there's a company down on the Gulf Coast called Seaman 
Oh, it's awesome. And and you know, and they got they got some projects going on I can't even hear about. So wow. Uh, that's just one example of, of what's out there. Uh, the fact that uh, we're, we're really going to do our best to convince the Air Force that Raytheon is the best uh, company to build a new Air Force trainer uh, that will uh, be built in 2018. They'll, if Raytheon is awarded the contract for the new Air Force trainer uh, by the Air Force, yep. all of those will be built in Meridian, Mississippi. I remember uh, Governor Bryant was talking about that on Paul Gallo not too long ago. Appreciate the update. I'm glad you landed safe hey, and thanks, home. Brad, always great to, to talk to you. I, I had the opportunity to fly and go to the uh, investiture ceremony for the new chancellor at Ole Miss. It was nice. an incredible ceremony. Awesome. Well, welcome back home. We appreciate you joining us, and congratulations once again on, on continuing on representing Mississippi. Thanks, Brad. Great talk to you. Look forward to the next time. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Good night. Thanks. 